What's up, guys, and all you Poke fans out there? We're going to talk about Pokemon this week. This is Podcast Real, and my name is Wookie. Sorry for being a slowpoke. This is Trevor. Uh, <laughs> this is Nix. I see what you did there. Okay, I like that. <laughs> uh, okay, so I I have been playing Pokemon Sword for a while now. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm in in-game stuff, so I, I haven't really done much. But I, I, I actually convinced uh, the other two to actually get Pokemon. I cannot believe this happened. So this oh is probably going to be the majority of this podcast episode. Okay. So my question to you, right off the bat, what was your starters? Um, I started with Score Bunny. And I got Grookey. Yeah, I had Grookey as well. I, I thought Grookey was probably the, the coolest looking one. I um, thought he was adorable. Yeah, it was pretty adorable. Like, I, I think Sobble is probably... No one I know of picks Sobble, but yeah, I mean, he's up there. Yeah, I was torn between Sobble and Grookey, but ultimately I went with Grookey. I had no idea. I did not look up their evolutions or anything. Um, And I just, like, in the last 30 minutes, got him to, like, his, like, final form or whatever. Yeah, I and... can't remember <laughs> what his name is. Do you remember? I don't remember. I named I nicknamed him Goober. Uh so like I don't I don't ever see his actual like name. Same. I I nicknamed mine Ringo Star because he his final evolution <laughs> is a drummer. Ah, got you. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't pick up on that. It was Trevor who told me later that it was like he turned into a drummer. <laughs> you do me. Uh yeah, I um I always pick a fire starter, no matter what. Um, I picked Charmander, and like initially, and then Cyndaquil, and then Torchic, um, and so you know, I always go for the fire. But I'm not gonna lie, Scorbunny's final evolution, especially when he does like the little pyro ball thing, where he like kicks a pebble around, turns it into a fireball, and then kicks him around like a soccer ball. It hits. It's a good move. Yeah, it is. I I, I... oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I always thought of myself as, like, I'd pick the water type, you know? But, um, like, this is my first actual Pokemon game. I guess I like Bulbasaur, but I've never actually played a Pokemon game before. This is my first one. So I guess I'm, I like Earth. It's a pretty good one to start with, not going to lie. It's, it's a complete departure from the original games. Actually, it's not a complete. That would be Pokemon Arceus that just came out. Mm -hmm. that that one is more like uh breath of the wild with pokemon mechanics mm -hmm. in it but sword was a breath of fresh air i had played pretty much every single um pokemon game so far uh well actually i take that back i never played any of the like the remakes um like what was it called uh like emerald i never played anything like that but uh mm -hmm. i played all of the generations so far and I liked X and Y. I liked um, Sun and Moon, although I had a lot of reservations. But Sword and Mo Sword and uh, Sword and Shield was probably by far my favorite. So what's okay? I have a question. So like I said, I've never played one before. Mm -hmm. I grew up watching the shows and the movies. I had the cards. Like I know about Pokemon. I was fucking it like a. Oh God! I just cussed. I can't remember if we were. That's cool or not, but I was like, <laughs> I was obsessed. Oh no! <laughs> but um, yeah, I was like obsessed with Pokemon as a kid. I just like my mom wouldn't buy us the games because I only had one save, and I have like two siblings, so it was like standard at the time was like either one save or three saves. Um, and so we were only allowed to have games that had the three saves. No, that makes so, sense. Yeah, and like it makes sense. I'm not like upset about it. It's just you know but, that's what worked for our suck. family. Yeah, and so um, I just never had like the chance. And then like as I got older, it's just not something I thought about until recently. Um, but I, everyone, I've you just said it, and then someone else has mentioned that Sword and Shield are like different from the other games. But how? What's the difference? Okay, uh, so the biggest the the biggest differences between Sword and Shield and Generation Eight versus really any of the other generations um, is just how much you can actually do on the internet, which makes sense because it's on the Switch, and there's a lot of internet connectivity. But the mm -hmm. other thing is, you've got the wild area, 
which I think have you gone through? Yeah. So the wild area is something that does not exist. I guess the the equivalent would be like the safari zone. But the safari mm-hmm. zone, they gave you like safari balls and you could uh, catch you could only throw the pokeball. You couldn't like battle them. In the wild area, oh. you find po- you find pokemon from every other generation up up to now. Um I think I I yeah, I went through and I played basically a like a, a perfection to try to get as many of the Pokemon in the in the Pokedex as possible. Mm-hmm. You can catch four hundred Pokemon just from the base game alone, and from that oh. four hundred. Now, granted, that's only like half of of the Pokemon that that are to date, but I almost mm-hmm. got the entirety of Gen One and like Gen Three. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're like trying to collect them all, like I am because I'm a loser, um, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, uh, you can you can get so much to add to your collection. Okay, so like the wild area does not exist in the other ones because I yeah. I like the wild area. It's fun. They also so in like, the closest to that because the wild area also has a lot of like going in between on like different uh routes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because like it's like you know really dead center of a lot of things. Um, instead of that, you also there's like the routes in between areas. There's a lot of where you have to rely on to catch wild pokemon um which is pretty pretty linear for the most part um but also with that i and i i saw like uh some small complaints about this calling it kind of hand-holding but um i like the fact that you could see the pokemon at least like a large chunk of the pokemon in the grass and whatnot i did too it's Mm -hmm. not like you're being blindsided by them because I'm not gonna lie, you you can call it hand holding now that you could see them. I think that was one of the worst features in the old Pokemon game was that when I I constantly had to buy repel when I was high level, but I didn't get annoyed by all the Pokemon in the grass. Because that was one of the most annoying features to me. It was constantly randomly running into Pokemon. That that's mm-hmm. so true. Uh, but likewise, and I don't know if either of you have, have played around with this, um, if you if you get online, and I can't remember if you have to subscribe to something. I can't remember anyway. Uh, if you get online, you can basically do random trades. And people mm. from all over the world will send you their Pokemon, some random. It's usually low-level um, whatever. But okay. if you get like um, something from a different region that has a different language, say Chinese, Japanese, even Spanish, German you breed those and they have a higher chance of breeding shiny Pokemon. Shiny Pokemon's where it's at. That's really cool. I will say my biggest complaint with this game so far, um, is the dialogue. Uh, the obnoxious amount of unskippable dialogue and cutscenes, especially early game, um, is just God awful. Because, like, I, I'm sorry, Hop. I don't want to listen to you talking to me and telling me over and over again about how you're my rival and Lee's your brother or whatever. When I have one-shot every single one of your Pokemon with nothing but my score bunny. Like, I, I just don't want to hear it, man. Like, um, go, go, go train. Go work out, bro. <laughs> I'm sick of it. That is fair. So, I like most of it so far. It feels like a movie. Um, but Hop yes. is very annoying. That's actually uh, one thing that that I really liked about Sword uh, was that the story felt better. Uh, now, if you play, if you go back and play Sun and Moon, and even some, and even X and Y to to some extent, both of them felt very movie like as well. They have a lot of animations, but they really didn't take away from it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Sword and Shield definitely was a league of their own for that. And the storyline was actually complex. All, all things considered. I mean, the the bad guy, I, I won't get into I the who bad the bad guy, guy. I know, okay. I, I won't get into who the bad guy is, but <clears throat> one complaint that I've had with almost every single Pokemon since Gen 4, I think, has been mm-hmm. the bad guy is not truly the bad guy. Uh, in, in, like, earlier games, a lot of the bad guys were basically, like, uh, Pokemon PETA. Like, hey, we want to stop the world from using Pokemon to battle each other because it hurts Pokemon and it and it... It, you know, we shouldn't be using Pokemon as tools. And I'm going, wait, no, 
that's actually a good point. You you have a very mm-hmm. good point here. And and the you're you're railroaded to be like, no, we want to keep battling our Pokemon. So that to me was like, okay, you know, and and, and I I kind of got that a little bit with Sword and Shield's ultimate message, but to a little bit of a lesser extent. And and as you go through the the, the storyline, you'll you'll get a little bit, you know. But that being said, okay. it actually did change the the formula from that kind of god awful, hey, this is not a villain bad guy kind of feel to oh okay yeah that makes sense so that being said where are you in the in the gyms okay so i just um i I got up to the fire one and i don't remember who's next but i'm on my way yeah can either i i want to say it's the fighting gyms next b um i think that's the next one because I want to say it's like the fighting gym, then, then I think it's the rock gym, and then the fairy gym maybe, or it's the fairy and then the rock. I can't remember. I um, just ran into the fairy gym leader. Okay, yeah. Then yeah, and did she say something about like your next one is about fun? I don't remember. She gave I, me her card. If you just ran into her, I'm pretty sure that the next one should be fighting. Because I think okay. she says something about like the next, this next gym is going to be about having fun, and yeah, the fighting gym like mission is really fun. <laughs> I mean, it's almost impossible to lose, oh. but it's other than you just putting your switch down and not doing anything. <laughs> but like, it is really fun. It's essentially because I already told Aaron about this. Uh, it's essentially pinball, and you're the ball. Oh, that's the run. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that I really like that one a lot. And which I'm going to use this to change it for one second. Uh, another big change that Sword made from prior Pokemon games I played, which I point out, I I, I played Red, Gold, um, Ruby, and Black, I believe, for all the ones I played before. Um, and this one with having like the mini games in the gym is the most amazing fucking change ever. It's such a breath Agreed. of fresh air to go through instead of just essentially walking through a fr- like a straight line like some of them had where it's just like you know hey fight this person hey now fight this person now this person now this person okay you can fight the gym leader now or in some of them they had like slight little puzzle mini games where you'd step on like a piece of ice and it would shoot you across the room and you have to you know step in the right order but you know this where it's very genuinely like hurting the wooloo you know, or you're playing pinball essentially, and you're the ball. <laughs> like this is really, really fun. I to be, really, to be clear, really enjoy it. To be clear, that's herding. H e r d. We're not. We're not beating the crap out of some sheep. Oh yeah, I, I absolutely. If it gave me a chance to fight them, I would have just one shot every single one. Oh, but um, that being said, I am on the seventh gym badge. I am about to take on the Dragon Gym. I, I believe the 8th Gym is the Dragon Gym, if I remember right. Uh, which, you know... Yeah, that's figured. the last one. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm about to take on uh, the final gym. Uh, seventh? So which one is the 7th? Is that the Ice one? Which one the is it? should be the Rock one. Rock I one. Believe. I believe. I think so. Give me... Let me, let me look at this. Let's see. Well, while you're, while you're doing that... Uh, so... Aaron, how did you like the very first gym battle? Did like what'd you think? Uh, okay, so it felt really easy. Um, not gonna lie, the first two were really easy. So the first one was the um the grass type, and then the second was the water, and both of those were just kind of like eh, whatever. The water mini game took longer than the battle. I literally one shot. <laughs> I one shot every single one of her Pokemon. I'm not even well, kidding. but you also had Grookey, so that that's not yeah, that's yeah, expected. I, yeah, exactly. So like, it's not it's not like a big deal. But um, the fire one that I just did was definitely harder. Um, but I had I caught like a Magikarp at one point, and I leveled it to what's his name? Gyarados. I can't remember the name. Yeah, Gyarados. I couldn't remember. I nicknamed him Baby. So every nah. time I never. <laughs> Yeah, I so know. insulting to Gyarados. No, he's my baby. It, it's like an endearment thing. Anyway, so I can't remember his actual name, but yeah, I have one of those, and I had a uh, Barbos. I don't know how to pronounce that. Probably it's like a... this little worm. 
looking thing. Yeah. Um, but I had two. I like made sure to get two uh water type Pokemon, and he got he like took out Barbos or whatever, and then he got my um he got Baby down to literally two health points, but I, I still beat him with just that. So it wasn't like terrible. Well, let me tell you, as someone who has played a lot of Pokemon, going into the the grass gym, uh, you're right, mm-hmm. it was not hard at all. But it was mm-hmm. a religious experience for me. Really? Yeah. So in other games, you basically just go in, you have a little pixelated character, and you just fight, go to the go to the guy. They may have more dramatic music, but you know, otherwise it's kind of um it's kind of bland. But this mm-hmm. one, you you open up you're in the crowd. There's like an audience. You can hear the cheers. Yeah. Um, like, when, when, like, there's like wind that's whipping uh, the 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 grass guy's hair, and then you. <laughs> oh, and this is another thing. They have like I can't remember what it's called, but it's like Giga uh, evolutions. So you can just make Dynamax. your character Dynamaxing. Yes, you can Dynamax your character, and and you can become like you know a, a you know twelve story building essentially. And the cheers get better and you can hear like Vesuvulas or those horn things and there's and it's music and I'm just like, oh my god, this is amazing compared to the old games. Yeah. So I guess I can't compare it to the old games, but just like playing it, it feels like an interactive movie. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. For sure. The music is awesome. I usually, I'm not going to lie, I like having some noises like while I'm playing, but I usually have it turned down to like basically like the lowest setting just so it's there. I generally do as well. Yeah, but like this one, I'm like, I have it on max. I'm like, I want to hear all this. <laughs> yeah, Especially, so, oh. Uh, I'm not going to lie, playing the original games uh, coming into this one, um, kind of like talking about the gym battles, it was really wild for me going through and like because you know the original one it's you you know you walk up to the gym leader once you make it there and it's uh you know they have a short little dialogue oh you made it this far well now you know you're gonna face me and then it enters in you're now facing gym leader rock brock or whatever um and then on this one yeah you walk into the stadium there's like a crowd cheering it's like it's like they treat it like yeah this is a big deal you're taking on a gym leader you're like going through the gym challenge. This is huge. And then the music is blasting and the music is really, really good. But then at the moment that you Dynamax your Pokemon for the first time, and like the music tone just changes and everything, and it's this huge animation. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that was that felt badass. <laughs> like, yeah. Was... Um every part of that felt really, really cool. And every single time since then I've Dynamaxed my Pokemon in a gym battle, it has felt like this is a big moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. To go with that, uh, to kind of clarify something, because there actually is something, a point worth making uh, that we were talking about, the gym order. So first it's grass, then it's water, then it's fire. Then uh, it is fighting type next for Aaron. Mm. Uh, then it's fairy, rock type for Aaron, dark type, and then dragon type. I'm specifying this for Aaron because she has Pokemon Sword. Apparently, in Shield, ah. and I did not know this, um, instead of fighting type next, she would be fighting ghost type. And at the Rock Time Gym, she'd be fighting ice type. Ah. No! You okay. know what? Okay, that does answer a question because I was going to ask you know, there's always like two games that come together, right? So, like, Sword and then there's Shield. And then, like, yeah. I know that there's um another two that are on the Switch that are, it's like, what, Brilliant, oh yeah, Shining Pearl, Brilliant Diamond, yeah, or those are remakes I was ask. of the original. Oh, okay. Well, it's good to know. Um, but yeah, so is there any reason to get both set, like the whole set? Um, yes and no. I mean, if you just have, uh, I think it's like $120 to get both, um, <laughs> then, then sure. But the the majority of the time, the only difference is um, the legendary that you get at the end, the um, Pokemon that you can catch along the way is usually different. Um, things like uh, in Sword, you can get... Oh, I can't remember which one is which. Um, 
like Mr. Mime, I think is one. You can get a Mr. Mime, but you can't get a Jinx, something like that. Hmm. Um, but what I generally do is I just trade with someone. So oh, okay. if if you if you want to get both, you're like an avid collector, go for it. If you just want to play the game, there's generally no difference. Uh, because you just specified the the gems were different. That's the first time that I've ever heard of Pokemon having yeah. different gems. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, and now I was going to make the same point. Like, if you were avid hardcore, I would say back in the day, it could make some sense to get both games, especially, essentially, like, say you had a sibling, make sure they had the other game so you could trade the unique Pokemon back and forth that the other one couldn't get. Um, and, like, there's not a crap ton, for the record. It's never, like, an insane amount, but it's enough that it's like, man... I wish I could get that Pokemon. Mm. Modern day, having internet differences, uh, having internet uh, being so widely available, sorry, um, it doesn't really make sense to me <laughs> to do that. Uh, I mean, you know, you can make online trades and everything else like crazy now. Uh, but, yeah, this having two of the gyms swapped out like that, uh, I'm guessing that's their push to try to get people to buy bolts again. <laughs> yeah, so, I definitely would have bought um shield over sword knowing that there was a ghost gym i love ghost gems yeah yeah um i'm i feel it about sword uh if i would pick my personal preference namely in the sense that one is uh i don't know the fighting type and fighting type gym leader is b and b is cute so okay okay i'm glad that Fair you enough. picked sword because i picked it he let me pick <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's uh, <laughs> My criteria for like why I picked Sword over Shield um, was because the dog on the front was cuter. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and also why I got uh, Sword over like the Shining Diamond or whatever. I liked the art style. I actually had no idea how big of a difference it was at the like when I picked it out. I just was like, the art style is cute, and this is a good doggo, so I'm gonna get this one. I wonder if I can lend you. Uh, I have. Shiny saf shiny sapphire? I got sapphire. Oh. I wonder if I can lend that to you. I don't know if uh, Switch has that. Because I know you can do that that kind of stuff on Steam. I don't know. I I'll look into it. But yeah, you might want to try it out. It I you know, I played the original Sapphire and Pearl. I mean uh Diamond and Pearl. I'm God, I'm a horrible mm. Pokemon fan. Uh, I played the original Diamond and Pearl, uh, and it was it was pretty good. They actually a lot of uh, fans consider it the peak of Pokemon. Oh, cool. Um, there's definitely, you know, some pluses and minuses. I think the the starters are pretty cute, and I, they all evolve into some pretty solid, um, you know, Pokemon. Um, and then there's also some really cool stuff that they added in into Diamond and Pearl, the the remake, where you can go into basically the the wild area area like uh, Sword and Shield, um, but it's all under underground, and you can find some cool Pokemon and dig up artifacts, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. See, okay, someone on my Facebook, so a couple weeks ago or something, like a week or two ago, I don't remember how long it's been, but um, I posted being like, hey. I want to get my first Pokemon game, but I don't know which one I should get. I have a Switch. Tell me what to do. And um, like someone did give me an emulator, like to play on my computer for like the older games. So I have an emulator for that. you. I'll send you the details on that. Okay, cool. So I eventually do want to do that for sure. But um, I posted an update, I think like yesterday, being like, oh, hey, so I bought Sword and this is like the my first starter and it's been going good. Um, dude commented on being like, Sword is trash. There's um, a lot of people I who can't... hate Sword and Shield. Okay. Yeah, because he was just like, I can't believe that's the first one that you're playing. And basically being like, you need to get it, like, you need to get an emulator and you have to play the OGs. And I'm like, yeah. I'm having fun. So, like, what the fuck does it matter? But... Every single person I have ever talked to who hates Sword and Shield with a passion are purists who, who are like, Gen 1 through 3 are where it's at, man. Don't play any other games. Mm. yeah and See, I, I i think after playing sword i can't go back and replay um there's too many key parts of sword that for me as a normal human being with a job and hobbies um makes very good <laughs> the oh only God. thing i want is for them to release all of the pokemon games uh as 
they at one point i guess had like an emulator for the switch or maybe it was like a wii oh. or something like that so you could play the older games and you can port them to pokemon bank i don't know oh. why but it is it has been something i've been trying to do for a while now and it's i'm trying to i'm trying to collect all it's like 850 yeah and a lot of the pokemon that you could only get through events and stuff like that are in pokemon sword and shield so i'm going well here's this is my perfect opportunity mm. That sounds cool. So, with that, um, I think I, there's two important questions to ask here before we uh, inevitably move on to the next subject. First off, what's everyone's favorite Pokemon? And what's everyone's favorite legendary Pokemon? Aaron, you want to start? I mean, I know you've okay. got a limited scope, but still. Um. Okay, so like I said, I watched the show and the movies and stuff um i'm kind of torn about what who my favorite pokemon would be as a kid it was blossom for sure and now um i'm pretty sure is his name onyx yeah yeah the rock's okay. name i like him i think he's my favorite um <laughs> I don't know why. I just think he's cute. That's, random, like, that's a random one for to be like, yeah, that one's so cute. Yeah, that's a real min max too. You got literally the <laughs> smallest Pokemon to literally the largest Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And then I still love Blossom, but I like the fairy types a lot because they're very cute. But I just something about Onyx just makes me feel like I love him. Oh yeah. Um, and then I think for like. I think he's legendary. He's from a movie. I don't know if that matters. His name is Entei, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, Entei. That's a good-ass legendary. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That was like... legendary. That was my favorite Pokemon movie. That, is a, that was a that was great a very movie. good one, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. I loved that one. That one, and then... um, I didn't have it, though. So I didn't watch it as much. The one that I owned on, like, VHS um, was... What was it? The Birds, right? Yeah, it was the birds, Articuno and all of them. I just remember the girl Wait, with like what the. Movie? It was uh, it was, um, the, remember the one where it's like the uh, God, I can't remember. Uh, the dude is trying to capture all the all three legendary birds. Is that He's the like forcing them to fight? Is it's that the one Pokemon with Lugia? Yeah, it's that. Yeah, one. Oh, it's, I forgot it's about Pokemon the movie two thousand. Okay, yeah, I forgot that, that was, yeah, it was that dumb title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Lugia helps Ash, or Ash essentially helps Lugia like stop him. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was really good, man. No, the the one with Intei, um, that one is easily my favorite movie. I I think the moment that Charizard shows up near the end of it, in the final battle, was one of the most like hype Pokemon moments in history oh yes it was uh, because especially if you follow the anime because around the end of like that season or whatever uh po- ash had a really really sad departure with charizard where because charizard was really weak and really disobedient and he dropped him off at a charizard camp and it was sad because like charizard was really small and weak compared to all the other Charizard there and he tried to pick a fight with another big one that just stomped him and charizard mm. was felt defeated and embarrassed and he wanted to say and Ash didn't want to leave him because he loved him, but, you know, he's like, you know, this is what's best for you. And while he was there, Charizard did train. He'd get way stronger and way smarter and way more, like, understanding and wanting to help. And then Charizard saw Ash on TV in the fight of his life, um, you know, quite literally fighting for his life, trying to stop Entei, this legendary Pokemon. So then you see Charizard, like, take off and fly in, and it was just, all right, this is badass. <laughs> like, that was... That was a badass moment. He still was not a match for Entei, but Charizard's interest in, entrance into that fight was just spot on. You wanna you wanna ruin your day further? Do you remember okay. the short animation that they had before the Pokemon the first Pokemon movie with Mewtwo? Uh God, no, I don't I only remember one short and it's when they're like all the Pokemon are like in a city. Oh yeah, that so, was like, the Pokemon two thousand. So yeah. in in the Pokemon the movie with Mewtwo, um, Pikachu and all of the gang are are running around this like, I guess it's like a daycare area, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and it's all happy go lucky uh, slapstick. 
until uh Charizard gets his head stuck in a like in a in like a vent or something like that. And they're just trying to pull him out and they're getting desperate and and very sad. And they finally pull him out and they they go back to being happy, but for literally it was only like a, a three minute animation, something like that. But they somehow managed to break your heart in three minutes. <laughs> what oh the God. hell? I think I remember that. So the one that I remember the most is where they're like they're like taking care of uh Tokopi. That's that's the one I was talking about. Is that okay, the same there's one? that yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, there's that one and then there's one where like I don't remember how it starts, just like hanging out in the woods. And then um, this huge storm comes and they're all having to like hide in the trees and like they're having to like hold on to each other because the wind is like so strong that it's like like sending them off into the air and like away from everybody. And it was so like sad. And then like it ends up being fine. The storm ends and they're all like, we're still here. Everything's fine. But it's like, who's going to die? You know, like during the storm, it's just yes. like, who's who is it? Who's gonna like be tossed around? They really rip at your heart, don't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I will give it. Their movie writers are incredible. Bomb. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, go on to continue this note. Uh, Wookie, do you want to talk about your favorite yeah. Pokemon and your favorite legendary? Yeah. So I refuse to name just one favorite Pokemon because if I if I have a team, it has to have um, Alakazam or any of the evolutions. Or Gengar, and and oh. I'll, I'll accept a Ghastly, but if it's a, a Haunter, is is the preferred second. Right on. Okay, that's a good choice. God, they're so good. I love them so much. <laughs> anyway, uh, and my favorite legendary. Go, what, go ahead. Okay. Um. Wait. Is it Gengar the one that um I don't know what game it is, but I keep seeing clips. Maybe it's Arceus or something. But it's like Gengar is just chilling there. And then he like jumps up in the air and disappears. Yeah, he he then, has like the ability to teleport. Yeah, I just like that's the cutest thing that I've ever seen. I just like will sit there and watch that clip over and over again. I don't remember what it's from, but just him like plopping back down onto the ground and just being like, just falling yeah. and then landing on his butt and then just being like, ah ha ha. Yeah, Ginkar's a real fat <laughs> fuck for sure. He's cute. He's, he's a round boy. Uh, my favorite legendary. I don't really have a favorite legendary. Um, the one that I tend to to go towards every single time I, I like um, look at like collectors and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's got to be definitely one of the 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 three, like Entei, Raikou, or Suicune. I'd probably say Suicune. Yeah, I like Suicune probably the best, especially because if you got if you guys ever played Crystal, Suicune was basically the poster you know legendary for that game and and it was a pretty solid battle okay i'm like looking it up right now s-u-i-c-u-n-e oh yeah okay they're pretty um i will say i think my favorite um and this is a hard toss-up for me because i really want to say typhlosion but my favorite have to be blaziken for sure um i I just I just remember when I saw Blaze again for the first time, I fell in love, and I was like, "This, this is it. This is the, this is the best starter, like Max Evolution." And so, uh, which I historically always picked a fire. I always picked a fire type starter. Uh, but like, I was so excited to get that. So I saw Torchic, the little fire baby chicken, and I was like, "All right, we're gonna get you out there, Torchic. You're gonna be Blaze again someday." Um. <laughs> And so that that was like a no brainer for me, for sure. And then also, I mean, it's such a good Pokemon. Like, it, just in all reality, it is a very very solid Pokemon. Um, but then going from there, I definitely, and this is gonna sound a little like obvious, but Ho Oh, um, is my favorite legendary for sure. And I remember when Pokemon Gold when I got that, I was so amped to be able to get Ho Oh, and I made a point like that was my life goal at that point to just catch that Pokemon. Um, and I, I remember getting really, really excited as well when I learned that they actually essentially tease Ho-Oh's existence, which by the way, did not actually get fully shown until like the second generation of Pokemon. Um, they tease its existence in the very first Pokemon episode ever. 
Um, because you see, like, some sparkles flying through the sky, and Ash is, like, kind of enamored by it, like, whoa, what is that? And then they never show anything ever again oh, for they didn't. Ages. They didn't just tease it with sparkles. No, they, they had a full outline of Ho-Oh. It was a... It oh, was, either way. Yeah, it was a full-on bird. <laughs> and like, like, they thought ahead. Yeah, and they, but, like, yeah, and they, they didn't show anything else going forward. Like, that was that. That's it. That's all you get. And then all of a sudden, like, I think it's like, you know, going into the next generation of Pokemon. Um, they're kind of like, oh, hey, you remember that from like 200 years ago of your life? Well, that's coming back. <laughs> uh, not, that was like, holy crap, man. Y'all really planned ahead on this. <laughs> yeah, they, they've actually been pretty good about like teasing stuff and... Kind of keeping some Pokemon in the background, and then and then they show up, you know, a couple generations later. We're just hinting at them in the bios. If you ever read like the the Pokedex entries, they have other Pokemon referenced there that don't show up until like a generation or two, you know, later. Hmm. Speaking of Pokedex entries, um, there are some messed up Pokemon's. Pokemon's. There's some messed up Pokemon. Uh, going back to Gengar, for Pokemans. example. Yeah, the po- Poke dudes. Um. Gengar, for example, is like kind of messed up. Oh yes, he is. <laughs> He's kind of a murderer, literally. Um, well, all ghost type Pokemon are, are murderers. I mean, Ghastly yeah, like, is literally like um, the Pied Piper of of children's souls. He he like leads them to their death. Yeah. Um. God, what was the Hypno? Hypno, holy is crap! One of the most messed up Pokemon. Wait on the planet yeah. dude what's wrong with hypno uh are, do um, you do you have the, the the entry right now are you looking at that um if, you, if not I, go find it, it googled yeah uh i'm also gonna point out aaron there's a lot of creepy pastas and songs i'm gonna find for you later uh it's like the hypno song that someone made but it's pretty damn accurate okay. um i'm gonna throw this out there like uh, the whole hypno everything situation is essentially like uh, you could argue he's a child murderer in some aspects. Yeah, oh. there's a lot of that. Uh, um, yeah, and there's a lot of Pokemon. I'm not gonna go into it because there's so many, and you could go, you could dig so far into this. Um, but hypno is probably the most famous. Uh, here I'm going to read a an excerpt from uh the biology or whatever of hypno. Hypno is able to put people to sleep by swinging its pendulum. It is known to reside away from humans and on less traveled roads. While it awaits its prey, it polishes its pendulum. If anyone comes by, Hypno will hypnotize them and eat their dreams. It carries away people having good dreams and is even known to have stolen a child at one point. So, it's kind of kind of messed up. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and it, it's kind of known that, like, yeah, I mean, essentially, they want to, like, come in, hypnotize children, eat their dreams, and take them. Hmm. That's so <laughs> weird. It's pretty fucked. And it's not like a... It looks like a Pokemon that would do that, too. Okay, I just put into chat... Um, There's a article, Game Informer article, that's got the scariest and creepiest, entry, creepiest entries in the Pokedex. I figured we could read some. God, okay. I wonder if this is going to... um have that one weird pokemon with like a thing on its head that can basically kill anyone in a certain vicinity no okay i don't know what there's that a, means there's like a certain pokemon i can't remember and it's like there's this thing on its head that looks like cute like fur but it's essentially like i think like it's brain basically um oh. and it's making a constant conscience conscience it's uh, uh effort to not kill you hmm. jesus um, okay yeah, and it's like a really cute little Pokemon, but it is essentially shown that, like, this Pokemon is actively making a point not to kill everyone around it at all times, just by, like, existing. Good God. Oh, wow. so, so, yeah, it's it's pretty weird. I'm going to take the Houndoom on this one now. I'm going to start yeah. us off on that list. Oh, no, no, let me, let me, is... real, real quick, let me let me start with Gengar. We'll go with okay. Aaron. Aaron, <laughs> t- you take Gyarados, and then uh, you can have Houndoom. Sounds good. So Gengar's entry from Pokemon Sun and Moon is quite literally just, should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill? It is evidence of an approaching Gengar. There is no escape. Give up. (laughs) Well, that's fucking creepy. All right. So the Gyarados, 
It is an extremely vicious and violent Pokemon. When humans begin to fight, it will appear and burn everything to the ground with intensely hot flames. Honestly, same, bro. Actually, I remember, if I remember right, that was actually a point, I think, in the anime. And I think yeah. maybe in one of the games where, like, you get, like, the red Gyarados and essentially, yeah, it's, like, burning a place for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so I've got Houndoom. And Houndoom was one of my favorite Pokemon. Um, but if you're burned by the flames, it shoots from its mouth. The pain will never go away. Jesus. It's already, <laughs> like, rough. a devil Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it already looks like, you know, a hellhound which i think is actually isn't that one of its like forms uh, or something probably aaron you um, want to take the next one uh okay how do i say that right, Ty- tyranitar tyranitar if it rampages it knocks down mountains and buries rivers maps must be redrawn afterward that That's, is like, metal that is so cool tyranitar is uh, like basically the apocalypse Dang. Uh, Carvana from Pokemon Ruby. Carvana's strongly developed jaws and its sharply pointed fangs pack the destructive power to rip out boat holes. Many boats have been attacked and sunk by this Pokemon. Holy sh- that's depressing. It's also really <laughs> tiny, so that's that packs a punch. That's, that's a vicious, mm. yeah. Uh, I've uh, got Binette. This one's freaky. Um, it's a stuffed toy that was thrown away and became possessed. Ever search uh, ever searching for the one who threw it away so it can exact its revenge. That's cool, man. I love Dude. ghost types. Like, ghost type, I if I had to be a gem, it'd be a ghost gem. Holy crap, man. No, I don't want, I want Drifloon. I want Drifloon. Oh, okay, I'll take, I'll take Gorbis. Gorbis from Pokemon Ultra Moon. It sucks bodily fluids out of its prey. The leftover meat sinks to the seafloor where it becomes food for other Pokemon. Oh my god. That is brutal, dude. That's rough. Okay, okay, Drifloon, I've been waiting. It's from Pokemon Sun. Stories go that it grabs the hands of small children and drags them away to the afterlife. It dislikes heavy children. Well, I'm safe. That's the one. Oh my god. That's the one I was thinking of whenever I said Ghastly was like the, like the murder of a children. Holy crap, man. No, it's Drifloon. That shit is creepy. Why do they even make that a thing? Who did? Who was like, you know, it would be kind of cool. <laughs> In this children's game, if we made a Pokemon that's like the Grim Reaper specifically for children. Even- also, the fact that it. Oh, no, wait, no, what? No, no, continue. As I say, the fact that it specifies at the end, it dislikes heavy children. Oh, I'm no, assuming because no. it can't take them. Yeah. <laughs> so um, even okay. even funnier, even funnier about uh, Drifloon is uh, in uh, Diamond and Pearl, there's an area that's basically like a, like a windmill area. And <clears throat> when you talk to this little girl who's standing outside of it, she says there's some bad people in the windmill area. Um, they're doing bad things, and it's keeping the balloon Pokemon away. You you mm-hmm. go and deal with the bad people in the in the area, and she, and you come out, and her dad and and her are now standing outside, and they're excited because now the balloon Pokemon will come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if you go there on Fridays, there's Drifloon that are just kind of like hanging out, and it's really oh, no. fucking dark if you think about that. With that, <laughs> that's dark, man. She's like, hey, look at the Pokemon. Oh <laughs> You're my die. goodness. And they're like, hey, look at the kid. <laughs> um, so I get Frostblast from Pokemon Sun. When it finds humans or Pokemon it dislikes, it freezes them and takes them to its chilly den where they become decorations. That's metal. Now, okay, I love that. One, one cool thing about Frostblast, and I did not realize this until I was researching for my last episode of Old Gods. Um, Frostblast is actually based off of the Yukiona. The um the the icy spirit that that kind of finds people in the middle of the the mountains during like a snowstorm or whatever and freezes them to death. So hmm. that makes perfect Ooh. sense. Okay, thunderous, thunderous from Pokemon Black. Yeah, you got um, it. okay, cool. Countless charred remains mar the landscape of places through which thunderous has passed. That sounds about right. Yeah, thunderous is is really hard to catch. Yeah, he's like I, a scary genie. I remember I caught him in Pokemon Black, and like he was very annoying to catch because every time I throw mm. a Pokeball, it like would not 
fucking work. I, remember, I think he kept running away or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it's it's very hard to catch him, and he runs constantly. Um, but Black and White and Black and White 2 are also a very good example of there's a ridiculous amount of legendary Pokemon. It's a very good game yeah. for legendary hunting. Um, so I get Hone Edge from Pokemon Y. If anyone dares to grab its hilt, it wraps a blue cloth around that person's arm and drains that person's life energy. Now, Hone Edge is Sweet also note. one that I really love. Um, but that's also not the entry that I remember. I remember Hone Edge basically being um, a basically a Hone Edge comes into an existence when like a soldier dies and they they get possessed and they their soul possesses their own weapon. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, metal. that is so metal, man. Uh, I got possess a baseball bat. Yeah. Well, in your case, it would probably just be like some some kickboxing wraps or something like that. Uh, metal. Choke <laughs> someone to death. <laughs> uh, I got Gorgeist from Pokemon Y. It enwraps its prey in its hair-like arms. It sings joyfully as it observes the suffering of its prey. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I thought this Pokemon was super cute. Uh huh. Um, until now, and now I'm like, okay, crazy. crazy oh cute. yeah, crazy okay, cute. I definitely yeah. went. Uh, how do I say that? Beware. Oh, yeah. yeah, beware. Beware. From Pokemon Moon. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is. I have the like first evolution of this. Um. Yeah, I thought it was really cute, but it all now reading the thing. Okay, this Pokemon has the habit of hugging its companions. Many trainers have left this world after their spines were squashed by its hug. Yeah, that's um, which if you don't know what he looks like, look at it. This is gonna age me a little bit, but um, remember a Petto Bear? <laughs> he does kind of look like Petto Bear. It, it reminds me of that. Yeah. Now, so that this has ruined that for me. Well, no, that's on brand with Petto Bear. Thank you very much. Um, so I got Palo Sand from Pokemon Moon, and if you don't know, it looks like it looks pretty much looks like a little sand castle. Um, buried beneath the castle are masses of dried up bones from those who vitality it has drained. Yeah, oh, it's yep. metal. That's cool. It's Almost the same yeah. as it's it's like younger evolution. Um, I can't remember what that one's called, like Sand Guys or something like that. Um. Yeah, basically, it's like when children die at the beach, their their souls inhabit the the toys that they were playing with. <laughs> There's a lot of dark shit in Pokemon. Uh, in the last one, and oh. my 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 creepiest, honestly, whenever whenever I was thinking of creepy Pokemon, Mimikyu came out. Pokemon Ultra Moon. A gust of wind revealed what hides under this Pokemon's rag to a passing trainer who went home and died painfully that very night. I like Mimikyu. I do too. If if you don't know what a Mimikyu looks like, it's basically a really crappy Pikachu doll um, that's that's covering a disgusting like evil spirit, and mm. it attacks with these weird like inky claws from underneath the 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 wrapping that it's covering itself with. There was um, I haven't seen the full episode. I saw like a clip of it on Twitter or something. But there's a clip that I saw of um, the newer episodes of the anime where Jesse from um, God, now I'm blinking on what they're called. I'm a fake fan. Yeah, thank you, Team Rocket. Uh, I can't wait to say Rocket Power, and I'm like, mm, yeah. that's not it. No, that's acceptable. It's totally <laughs> that's acceptable. I'm just like, I don't. Anyway, um, from Team woogity, Rocket. Woogity, woogity. It, oh my God. Anyway, but she was like interacting with a Mimikyu, and she's like. Basically being like, you know, you don't have to wear that, but if it makes you feel comfortable, like, that's fine. But it was just very sweet of all of all interactions, you know? I mean, say what you will about Team Rocket, but uh, they're actually pretty good trainers, all things considered. Yeah, they actually care for their Pokemon a lot from what it's shown. Yeah. Uh, specifically talking about, like, you know, the two main people we see. Especially James. <laughs> James Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have shown a lot that they actually very genuinely do care about their Pokemon. Yeah. Um. So, to kind of break away, uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about on the Pokemon? 
Man, I could go on for days about Pokemon, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. I know you have something else that you wanted to talk about. So maybe we can shift gears. So um, I do have one small point to go into. Uh, and this is like a little bit of the news thing. Uh, Mookie will probably find it interesting. Um, this is about Bethesda. Uh, they made an announcement uh, about a, it's probably about a week ago. Um, attention PC players, we are retiring the Bethesda.net launcher, and they're now moving everything to Steam. Um, huh. obviously that doesn't sound insanely huge, but you have to keep in mind that, like, any time a company retires their own launcher and moves everything to one of, like, essentially the big launchers, which obviously Steam is the biggest, but there are other ones like Origin, um, and, like, Epic, for example... Um, when they do that, I mean, it's not a small thing, like, it, that's gonna create some big changes down the road, and, you know, you gotta think about, like, Epic gives away a free game every single week. Anytime someone moves over there, it's, in some arguments, it's awesome news. Steam. Steam does these constant Steam sales that are, a lot of times, really, really solid. Um, so it's really interesting. I don't know the full story on that. I'll try to look a little more into that. Um. And see if there's anything that's like really big that's going to come of it. But that is a small thing that was uh, definitely worth noting. Now, what do you think that's going to mean? Does that mean because I, I know Bethesda games, but they haven't really come out with a whole lot lately. No, and I think um, the part and why that's so interesting to me, um, because they haven't come out with a whole lot lately. But I think that's also because they're working on a whole lot to come out later. Um, you know, keeping in mind the new Elder Scrolls game, most notably. Um, but then also, assumingly, we're going to get a new Fallout game, right? Um, oh, hopefully. And so, like, let's be real. I think the biggest thing that has to keep in mind with that is if they're moving to Steam, is A, is Steam going to be, like, the only thing on PC they're going to be willing to launch off of going forward? Um, but also, does that mean the future games coming out, if that's the case, you will only, on PC, be able to get them on Steam, potentially. Um, and I think it's really worth noting, because this announcement came around the time of the announcement of Xbox buying up, you know, like, 90% of the world share of video game companies, basically. Yeah. Um, it was around that same time. So, I'm very curious what this may have to do with that. Um, uh, and again, it's, all of this is just theorizing everything, you know, this is just like, I have no way of knowing, you, we won't know until it actually happens, kind of like the big Xbox purchase that happened. A lot of people can be really hopeful, uh, but we have no idea what's going to happen until it basically happens. Right, and, um, and I'm generally not for exclusivity. I don't like that um, Epic Games has basically written contracts that says hey you can only launch with us yeah and i think steam to a lesser extent does that yeah but it's just like if i can get it on good old games if i can get it on steam i should be able to get it anywhere else yeah um you know and i'm so back and forth um because epic games is the one that gets brought up the most because they've gotten a lot of big titles recently well but that's because they're the biggest uh -oh. violators of it yeah and but i've seen other arguments kind of supporting them as well showing that they actually pay their creators a lot more. Um, and that's one of the reasons that, like, so many people are willing to sign these deals with them is because they apparently do pay developers really, really well. Sure, I, I can understand um, that. And so from, like, especially on the indie standpoint, right? Um, like, if I'm, like, a small-time developer, especially, and, like, I had to pick one, obviously, you know, you wanted it on everything, but... Epic's going to pay you better. <laughs> um, and, and I think one of the most notable things that really kind of mentioned with that is the free games. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't understand how that works, and they think a lot of these developers are getting screwed. They're not. Um, so when Epic puts out a free game for the week, you add it to your library, which does nothing. It essentially does nothing. You legally can play it or whatever you want to call it. You can play that game and download it whenever you want now, but that does nothing for in the grand scheme, until you have officially downloaded said game. Um, how their system works is once a game has been downloaded, Epic then pays the developer their share of whatever they would pay them if the game had sold initially. Um, so, 
those developers, when those games become free, especially all those indie games, like I'm going to point out my time in Portia. Portia, how do you pronounce it? Um, they made a crap ton of money because a lot of people downloaded it. Uh, so it's really cool when these big games come out. You know, they did like the um, the Tomb Raider collection. They did Grand Theft Auto V. Um, they've done some really big games for free. And, you know, oh, that's cool for the consumer. But when they do all these indie games, that is huge for these indie developers. Because, you know, like, all of a sudden their, you know, their bank account is skyrocketing thanks to that. Um, so I, I'm really back and forth. Um, I think ultimately people kind of deride Steam a little too much. Uh, because it's what was already there and they don't like change. And so I like seeing Epic come up and just challenge them in general. I just like it when people come up and challenge each other. So. See, see, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm on the fence about Epic. My my thing is I, I get, you know, the free games. Uh and I understand the reason why they can offer those free games is because, you know, they are basically they own the own Fortnite and they make so much money off of that that they literally have uh, assets to burn. And it, it is in their favor to offer these free games and they can just pay these people based off of the free games because it gives them Epic Games much more clout. What I'm worried about, because Gradle Games has been around forever, um, about the same time as Steam. Um, Gradle Games is definitely the lowest of, of the market shares. Steam is definitely the highest. Epic Games was the lowest, but they quickly got you know, got up there. And I think they're very close to Steam in, in like regular users. What I'm worried about is what happens when Epic is the top? Are they actually going to keep being good to the indies or are they going to kind of do, kind of pull a Bezos and just say, well, I mean, you got this contract that says you have to publish with us or at the very least you you can't take your game somewhere else just because we're not maybe... You're not getting the downloads that you want, that kind of thing. I, I always yeah. am worried about Monopoly. Yeah, no, that's fair. And like, this kind of goes back to like, you know, my, like Microsoft buying out these game companies. All you can really do is you can theorize all the time and just like, these are the realities that we could go into. And yeah, like with like the big Microsoft buyout, I'm hopeful that it'll be good. I'm hopeful that they'll do some major changes. Um, but yeah, in the same way, obviously Epic could do that. I mean, they're a big business at the end of the day. What's going to, let's be real, what do big businesses do most of the time when they have things shift in their favor? They usually don't do the right. good thing. Um, but so, yeah, and I've seen that argument a lot. And obviously I can't argue against that. There's no logical argue against that until we see one or the other happen. Um, but yeah, and there's been been so much back and forth and i love it i love all the discourse i love all the drama on my feed <laughs> because at the end of the day i'm gonna keep getting my free games as long as they're there <laughs> um, but yeah uh i definitely feel that and i don't know it's it's not an interesting thing i'm definitely interested to watch it unfold a little bit further i am too yeah for sure i do like epic games uh i do like the free stuff um the games that they themselves have, have put out i've actually generally liked i mean I don't play Fortnite by myself, but when we play together, it's really fun. Um, mm -hmm. We, I, I hope actually, uh, I hope Brandon's available sometime this week for Dauntless. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not like anti-Epic for sure, but Epic definitely scares me. <laughs> yeah, they could either be the, this could either be their hero arc growing up or this yeah. could be their villain arc growing up i mean there's not much in between <laughs> so um because i'm willing to look at steam as the bad guy i'm willing to look at steam as the good guy but i'm also very willing to look at them as the bad guy i i uh, don't know enough about steam to me steam is basically just um a rock in in the middle of nowhere that everybody just goes to have a have a good time like i've never heard <laughs> anything truly bad about like the underbelly of valve you know yeah um, I mean, it just could be some, my I'm not, I'm, yeah, there. I'm not going to get into it on this one. That could that could be a whole other podcast. At that point of discussion worth. Um, there's definitely some stuff that Steam Valve has done um, that would make people side towards Epic a little more in some ways. Um, mostly in the way they've handled some of their IPs and some of their publishers on their market. Um, but again, that's like a whole other discussion. Yeah, we may we may I've get. 
because I would love if you could if you like just make like a excerpt and just educate me, you know. Okay. Well, that's pretty much our time. Uh, do you guys have any other thoughts on that? No, I don't think for myself anymore. I'm married. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and I say that we're done. So. <laughs> okay. All right, <laughs> oh, no, guys. I don't want a divorce. Oh no. <laughs> You heard it here first, guys. All right, guys, you guys have a great rest of the week, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.